Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in Almighty God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you so much for being with me today. We are continuing our study through the book of Nehemiah. We are today in chapter 10. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to that text as we record episode 18 of season 6 of Weathering the Storm. And our episode today is entitled, Making an Oath to Walk in God's Law No Matter What. Looking forward to this study. Again, we'll be in Nehemiah chapter 10. If you'd like to open up your Bible with me, if not, I hope you'll listen and and hope everything will uh, be clear and make sense and be helpful uh, for you. Before we dive into the text, as always, I want to say a word about the Scattered Broad Network, of which this podcast is a part. Uh, I'm so very thankful to be on the network with, with a great group of guys. And if you haven't already, we ask that you will subscribe to our podcast, uh, Scattered Abroad Network. You can find it on Apple or Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we ask that you'll uh, go and check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. And also visit our website, org, And certainly you can reach out to us at network at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we just thank you so much for listening week in and week out. We hope that the content that is being uh, shared and, and being presented has been helpful and will be helpful for you. And as the host of this podcast, I hope and pray that this episode, that this season, that this show will help you to weather the storms of life and have a stronger faith in God. Uh, We have successfully gone through nine chapters of this book, the book of Nehemiah. And so we come into chapter 10 as we read about a covenant being sealed. And here we think about this idea of a covenant. You're making your mind up that you're going to change your ways and you're going to hold fast to what you're saying. You're going to be a man of your word. That's the idea behind this. And so in Nehemiah chapter 10, after the people are recognizing that the God of heaven is with them and that he has been faithful to them. They say, okay, we want to be faithful to him. We don't want to make the mistake that our fathers made before us. We don't want to go back into captivity for 70 years. Let's do the right thing. Let's come together. Let's join in from top to bottom, and let's be right with God. And, of course, that's that's what it takes, and that's a great example for us today. And so when you dive into chapter 10, you read about those who placed their seal on the document. And the first name you read, of course, is Nehemiah, the governor. And there are others who, uh, verses 2 through 8, mentions that they were priests. Verse 9, we read about the Levites. Verse 10, the brethren of the Levites. And then in, in verse 14, the leaders of the people. And so again, you, from top to bottom, you have people making this oath. We're going to do what God says to do. I don't know about you, but but when I pray for the United States of America, that is my prayer, that from top to bottom, that the leaders at every level will submit to God and do what He says to do. Uh, I hope that you'll join me in that prayer, uh, because the Bible teaches us to do that, First Timothy 2, 1 through 4, uh, to pray for kings and all those who are in authority, uh, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life, that 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 the gospel can have free course. Uh, for his, you know, God desires all men to come into the knowledge of the truth. So we should be praying for our president, praying for the Supreme Court, praying for uh, the governors at the local level, the state level, and, and the mayors, and and everybody who makes decisions 
that their decisions will be in harmony with God's will. Uh, that's certainly a prayer, again, that, that I try to pray often, and I hope you'll hope you'll do the same. And that's what we're reading here in Nehemiah chapter 10. You know, the people have, have come back home. The wall has been rebuilt. Their, their spiritual walls are being rebuilt. They're, they're getting stronger, and they're growing in their faith. And now they want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. We want to walk in God's law. They're making their mind up that from this point forward, they're going to do what God wants them to do. So those thoughts in mind, let's look at some verses together, uh, specifically beginning in verse 28, kind of working our way through the end of the chapter. But I want to highlight a few thoughts here and, and then make the application for us. It says that in verse 28, the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, the Nethanim, and all those who had separated themselves from the peoples of the lands to the law of God, their wives, their sons, their daughters, everyone who had knowledge and understanding. All right, so nobody's being left out here uh, from top to bottom. Verse 29 says, These joined with their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse and an oath to walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord our Lord and his ordinances and his statutes. There's, that's great, isn't it? Great conviction on their part. We're going to join in. We're going to join hands, if you will. And we're going to enter into this oath. We're, we're making an oath. We're going to walk in God's law. You know, it reminds us of what God said to Joshua. You know, I want you to walk in my law. I want you to be bold and be courageous, be strong. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. But you understand the law and you stay firm to it. And when he did that, of course, he was successful. Well, that's really what's going on here. And people are making an oath. They're making a commitment, a, a commitment of conviction. We know what God wants us to do, and we're going to do it. So verse 30, we would not give our daughters as wives to the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. If the peoples of the land brought wares or any grain to sell on the Sabbath day, we would not buy it from them on the Sabbath or on the holy day. We would forego the, the seventh year's produce and the exacting of every debt. We made ordinances for ourselves to exact from ourselves yearly one-third of a shekel for the service of the house of God, the showbread, the regular grain offering, the regular burnt offering, the Sabbaths, the new moons, the set feast, for the holy things, for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel, all the work of the house of our God. We cast lots among the priests, the Levites, the people, for bringing the wood offering into the house of our God, according to our Father's houses at the appointed times year by year, to burn on the altar of the Lord our God. And then notice this phrase as it is written in the law. If you read through the rest of this, you're going to find that phrase multiple times. They're doing this according to what God has said, according to what is written in the law. For example, you find that there in verse 34. Find it there in verse 36. Uh, you go on down uh, to what is being said with the 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 ties, the, uh, the commandments, all the different... The, the, the kind of trees, the offerings, the new wine, the oil. You go through all this list. They're, they're, they're lining up their practices with what God has revealed in His Word. In fact, verse 39 says, The children of Israel, children of Levi, shall bring the offering of the grain, the new wine, the oil, the storerooms where the articles of the sanctuary are, where the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and singers are. And this is an awesome phrase. We will not neglect 
the house of our God. Here we think about the importance of, of making an oath, and we understand what the Bible teaches about that. Don't make a rash vow. Uh, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You know, you make an oath, especially you're, you're doing this to God. Uh, stand firm. Stand by your word. And and that's what the people are doing. You know, this is not a, you know, you do your thing, I do mine. No, they're, they're, they're collective as, as a group of people to say, we're going to stand firm on this. We're going to make the changes we need to make. And the point is, as we, we kind of tie this in with the idea of weathering the storm, is don't wait until the storm comes to make your mind up that you're going to do what God says to do. Go ahead and make up your mind now. So when the storm does come, you're not changing anything. You're, you're going to keep doing what you've promised to do. And so the people here made a united effort to stay true to God. And so before the first raindrop comes, let's go ahead and have our minds made up that we are going to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We're not going to lean on our own understanding. In all of our ways, we're going to acknowledge Him, knowing and trusting that He will direct our paths. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. So what we're reading here in this chapter is, is conviction. Conviction. And when you study the Bible and you study the lives of those in Scripture, we, we can read of those who had this conviction that before the storm came, their minds were already made up. That they made this promise, if you will, we're going to walk in God's law. Our steps are going to be governed by God. We, we're going to do what He says. We're going to avoid what He says to avoid. And we're going to obey Him from the heart because He is worthy, because He is God. Fear God, keep His commandments. This is the whole of man, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. And so here the people are, are doing exactly what they ought to be doing, making this oath, making this united collective effort that we're going to make changes and we're going to walk in God's law. If you and I want to weather the storms of life, this is how we do it. We go ahead and make our minds up before the storm comes. We're going to do what God says to do. We're not going to leave Him. We're not going to forsake Him. We're, we're not going to become unfaithful to Him. Because we understand that He's the one who's with us. Kind of goes back to chapter 9 uh, and what was said in that prayer. You know, God was faithful. And He's going to be faithful to us because that's His nature. And so we ought to submit to that and be thankful for that. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have difficult times. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be moments when we're, we're struggling to know what to do or say. What it means is we have this calm assurance that God is going to be there. And that should motivate us to be faithful to Him. Got to thinking about this in, in preparing this episode of those in Scripture who individually made a, a very similar oath. You know, we're going to walk in God's law. We're going to do what God says no matter what happens. The first one that comes to mind is Joseph. I love the, 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 the account of Joseph. You think about Genesis 37 through the end of the book of Genesis, all the way in chapter 50, Joseph is a main character. He's a main person. And when you think of all that he went through, you know, being the favorite child and, and the favoritism that was shown and his brothers hated him for it, sold him into slavery. He finds himself in, in, Egyptian, in Egyptian bondage. He, he is wrongfully accused of 
attacking Potiphar's wife when he didn't. He's, you know, mistreated very, very poorly. But then you, you see how he's able to go from the pit to the palace. And the Bible says that God was with him. God never forgot him. God didn't leave him. And, and so he, he gets into this position where he's one of the most powerful men in the world. You know, he's the right-hand man of Pharaoh. And God's the one that, that took him there. But he wouldn't have gotten to that point if he didn't make his mind up before the storm that he was going to stay true to God. And we go back to that event when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him and the integrity that Joseph had. He said, how can I do this and sin against God? That's conviction, isn't it? That's integrity. And you and I, as we go through storms, we should ask the same question. You know, I'm going through a trial. It'd be so easy for me right now just to go pick up the bottle. It'd be so easy for me right now as I'm struggling with this to go ahead and watch that program. I know I shouldn't watch. You know, I'm going through this. I need to reward myself. So I'm going to go do this and maybe it'll make me feel better. That's not integrity. And that's not what Joseph, the example of Joseph teaches us. Joseph said, listen, I'm not going to do this. He already had his mind made up that he was going to be faithful to God. And he knew by doing that, by giving in, that would not glorify God. That would not be doing uh, what was in harmony with God's law and God's word. So Joseph is a great example for us of a man of integrity and a man who made this oath to walk in God's law no matter what. Another example is, is that of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here they are before Nebuchadnezzar, and they understand that when the music is played, they are to bow down like everybody else. But there's a small problem. The music plays, and there's three men who are still standing. These young men were brought up to Nebuchadnezzar, and his fury was hot. He said, I'm going to act like that didn't happen, but next time you hear the music, you better bow down and worship. Well, they didn't. And they made this statement to, to Nebuchadnezzar that this so courageous. They said, we are not going to bow down to you because we serve the God of heaven. And our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us. But if not, if he decides not to deliver us, we will not bow down to you. We're not going to bow down to your image. It's not going to happen. Now, could they have said that if they hadn't already made up their mind that they were going to stay true to God? That they were going to walk in God's law? Have no other gods before me? Well, if they bowed down, would they not be doing that? Of course they would. So they said, we're not doing it. That's the kind of conviction that the people here in Nehemiah chapter 10 are having. And that's the conviction that we need when the storms of life come our way. We're going to walk in God's law. We're going to live in harmony and we're going to be faithful to what God has said to do. Another example is that of Daniel. You know, Daniel was told, okay, you pray to the God of heaven like you are, and we're going to throw you in the lion's den. And the law of the Medes and Persians, it can't be changed, so be careful. What I love about that is the Bible says that Daniel knew the decree. He knew what was going to happen. But it was his custom. It was his practice to pray three times unto God. So he goes home, and he opens up his windows, and he prays. That's conviction, isn't it? That's making an oath to walk in God's law. Now, was he facing a storm? Yeah, you could say that. He's facing a, a den of, of hungry lions. But his conviction was there. He had already made this, this oath, made this promise. I'm going to walk in harmony with God's law 
no matter what happens. And then, of of course, the most powerful example that we have is that of Jesus. Jesus was a man of great conviction. Jesus was a man who always did what pleased his father, according to John 8, 29. He made his mind up, didn't he? I'm going to walk in God's law. I'm going to show the world what it looks like to live in harmony with the will of God. And he did, perfectly, perfectly. No sin, no guy on his mouth, separate from sinners, holy and harmless, Hebrews 7, 26. And he, he blazed the trail for us of what it means to make your mind up and to have that conviction, to stay true to God. When Jesus was in the garden, and he's praying, and sweat drops of blood are coming from his head. Matthew's account says he asked three times for God to remove this cup. If, if there's any other way that I, can, that I can do this, please let me do that. But then you remember the statement that Jesus made. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Friends, that is making an oath to walk in God's law no matter what. Even in the face and in the shadow of the cross, Jesus said, Your will be done. There is no greater example than that. There's nothing more powerful than the resolve that our Lord had when He went to the cross of Calvary. Making an oath to walk in God's law. That's what we're reading about here in Nehemiah chapter 10. And that's what can help us as we weather the storms of life. Don't wait until the storm comes and then say, well, I guess I'll turn to God now. No. Already be turning to God. Already be close to God. Draw near unto Him and He'll draw near unto you. James 4, 7 and 8. That's the point. Stay close to Him. When the storm comes and when the trials come, don't wait till then to make your mind up. Go ahead and make it up now. No matter what, no matter what, you're going to stay true to God. I thank you so much for listening to this episode today, and and I hope that that it will be an encouragement for us. I hope it will be beneficial for all of us as we think about the storms that may or may not come. We we know that there's some things that, that there's just no way to anticipate. But we can, we can understand that, that there are going to be trials because that's the nature of life. That's just the way life is. But let's go ahead and make up our minds now. Let's go ahead and set our hearts on the fact that whatever happens, whatever the doctor has to say, whatever the person has to say that's standing on your door, doorstep, whatever bad news comes, whatever what happens with your family members, friends, relatives, coworkers, Whatever trial, whatever storm may come, let's make up our minds now. We're going to walk in God's law. We're going to be faithful to Him. And we're going to trust in Him all the way. Again, I thank you for listening. Hope and pray that this will help you in your walk with the Lord as you weather the storms of life. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.